This is Ozarks at Large. A good Friday to you. A couple in Eureka Springs have hand-raised thousands of monarch butterflies from very tiny eggs over the past several years, releasing them into the wild. Ozarks at Large's Jacqueline Froelich takes us to their monarch hatchery. Steve Beecham, he's a noted Eureka Springs potter, and Mark Hughes, owner and designer of Regalia Handmade Clothing on White Street, love to garden, growing a wide variety of lush native plants, including perennial and annual milkweed, on which monarchs thrive. But then when I found out that if we just brought them in and put them in a pen and protected them from their predators, we would get so much better a survival rate for them than just growing the milkweed itself. I mean, in the garden, you go from about a 10% at best survival rate, just letting nature take its course, to a 90% survival rate if you bring them in and protect them from their predators. Monarch butterflies are among dozens of candidates listed by U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for protection under the Endangered Species Act due to steep population declines. Come summer, Hughes says, the couple watch for female monarchs in their gardens where the butterflies lay tiny white eggs underneath milkweed leaves. What she will do is she will hover around the plant and you can watch her um, oviposit is the word, I believe, where she tucks her abdomen up under the leaf and just bloops out a little egg, one to a leaf, and she goes all over the plant, fascinating to watch, and then when she's gone, we tend to wait a day or two for the egg to firm up a bit, and then we go egg hunting and bring them all in, as many as we can, before they hatch out on the plant. Hughes and Beecham carefully place several dozen eggs the size of a period into small plastic incubation chambers to protect them from predators. After a week, the eggs hatch into larvae, tiny caterpillars, which are sorted according to size into a half dozen spacious mesh enclosures designed for butterfly conservation. They're filled with bouquets of fresh milkweed on which the caterpillars crawl and feed. And also, you can start feeding them butternut squash when they get older if you're low on milkweed. After two more weeks, the fully grown and very plump caterpillars, which measure over two inches, covered with bright white, yellow, and black stripes, quest for a safe place to turn into a butterfly. They crawl to the top of their mesh enclosure, spin a silk web, and curl into a J to pupate, shedding their skin to form a hard iridescent pale green shell or chrysalis. The chrysalis is, it looks like jade to me. It looks like a beautiful little um, capsule of jade. And what really amazes me is, and I think this is how they got the name Monarch, is that they have this beautiful, looks like 24 karat gold, um, little crown around part of the, around the top of the chrysalis. And then there are little dots of gold around the, the lower portion of it. That gold crown is called a diadem, filled with carotenoids that both absorb and reflect the light, creating the appearance of shiny gold. The jade chrysalis becomes transparent and soft over the next 10 days, through which a fully formed monarch can be seen. And then what comes out of that chrysalis suddenly has wings. I mean, that you didn't see that coming. There's this amazing transformation that happens so many times in their, in their life cycle. And then the satisfaction of letting them go and be part of that migration that you know is coming through that they need to join. Monarch butterflies using their large orange and black wings embark on a cross-continental journey, often in flocks called kaleidoscopes, 
in late summer and early autumn, but first they must hang upside down from their empty chrysalis shell after emerging to gain strength, slowly unfurling and drying their crumpled wet wings. Before release, in certain situations, Hughes and Beecham provide them nectar, sugar water to gain strength on which full-grown monarchs subsist. Hughes opens the chamber and gently brings out a freshly hatched female monarch. Now she's going to shiver a little bit to warm up. She actually shivers. Sometimes they turn their head to stretch their neck, which makes it look like they're looking both ways before they cross the street. And then they flap a couple times and they take off for the sun. But they're real clumsy when they first take off. They, they have to spend a couple days in your area where they hatched, just getting used to the pattern of the sun, which tells them you know everything they need to know, and getting used to flying, and they get by the second or third day, they get a little more graceful, like the one that just went by. As he spoke, other monarchs flutter by as if to visit for a little. He carries the young monarch to the edge of the porch. She flexes her wings a little and gently lifts off his finger. This female monarch is now part of a super generation of monarchs that migrate annually to Mexico's central highlands to overwinter in a special biosphere forest preserve created to protect what's left of them. Due to climate change, pesticides, and habitat destruction, their population has plummeted by 80% over the past two decades. These ephemeral creatures migrate thousands of miles from as far away as Canada, guided by the sun, traveling 50 miles each day, coasting on thermal air currents, flying a mile high. With everyone you let go, you feel this sense that you've accomplished something for them and, and to keep them in existence. When the last monarch flies away, the hatchery is scrubbed and stored until next summer. This is the sixth season the couple have grown monarch butterflies. It looks like we're going to release about 375. Butterfly by butterfly, Mark Hughes and husband Steve Beecham, along with many other pollinator enthusiasts across the country, are helping monarchs to recover. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Jacqueline Froelich.